with your host, Spiro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Rational Rage Podcast. I am your host. My name is Spiro. Just had a birthday party for my son. It's his first birthday. My my youngest child. So you know, I got a few shots of uh, Bacardi in me, a beer or two. But I'm alright. I'm I'm hydrating myself. I'm drinking water right now. Why is it that men? can't get enough respect for you know no matter what they do it's like never enough nothing you ever do is worthy of any praise or any fucking respect why is that you could paint the fucking house take out the fucking trash every day you know you could fucking pee inside the fucking toilet bowl without hitting the sides hitting the wall hitting the window the fucking sink whatever like most of you guys do out there don't say you don't I mean, hey, it took me a while to finally get my aim right. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, uh, you know, what's our purpose? What are you women really looking for? What is it that you really want? Because it's always the same thing, you know? And so this happened, okay? My wife, she went out of her way. She set everything up, you know? She decorated everything, you know, man? She did a good job. This was very last minute. You know, so I come home from work, you know, man, I I work pretty hard all fucking day, you know, and I come home, I need this, I need the ice, eh, alright, you know, I, I gave her a bit of an attitude, she's like, it's your son's birthday, man, it's his first birthday, the fuck, I'm like, yeah, you're right, so I, I, I go get ice, no big deal, you know, I bring home the ice, now she's asking me to fucking fill up the cooler or the, the bucket, whatever the fuck, with soda, fill this one up with beer, do this and that. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? You know, can I just fucking sit down, have a drink and shit, and just, you know, rest? But, you know, she did everything. She needed some help, okay? You know, and then it's like, you know, she goes upstairs to get ready. Because, you know, listen, man, I got to give it to her. She's the last person that she cares about. She's the last person that she takes care of. She takes care of everybody first, thinks about everybody and everything. And then if she has enough strength and time left, she'll worry about herself and all that. So after everything, she went upstairs, took a shower, she got ready, she came down. Oh, did you put the sodas in there? What sodas? They're in the garage. Okay. Did you put the water in there? Like, listen, you know, man, only thing I'm going to fucking drink, you know, is either beer, rum, something. So, of course, you know, what all women say, 
I gotta do everything. You gotta do everything. And then my sister that's sitting next to me, you know, she's like, you're telling me, girl? I think I've been doing everything for years, forever. And to be fair, my sister has pretty much been doing everything by herself for many years. But at least she has an excuse, you know. Her husband, unfortunately, you know, died in a tragic car accident years ago. And she's had to raise five kids by herself. Five girls by herself. She gets a buy. But let me ask you women out there this. How many of you that that are always talking about, I have to do everything. How many of you are stay-at-home moms? And listen, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to fucking trivialize what you do. I respect that somebody's got to do that job. And I'm not saying it's easy. But let's be honest, it's not the fucking hardest job out there. Okay? You know, how many of you out there claiming to do everything are stay-at-home moms while your husband or boyfriend or baby daddy, whatever you want to call him, goes out to fucking break his back to make money to pay the bills. I'm curious because this is the same shit I hear from everybody. I don't need a man. Oh, no. All right. Let me ask you this now. How many women does it take to fucking change a light bulb? I don't know, has any woman ever changed the light bulb? You don't need a man, right? You don't need a man until it's time to pay the fucking bills, right? You don't need a man until it's time to check the oil in the car, you know? Or you don't need a man until it's time to fix a flat, right? You don't need a man until it's time to paint, until it's time to, you know, whatever the fuck, right? You don't need a man until you need him, which is pretty damn much every fucking day. You don't need a man, you know, and you can't argue with them, you know, you can't argue with them about who has the tougher job. And to be honest, it's not fair to do that. It's not fair. It's not easy to be fucking changing diapers, fucking kid shits his brains out like three times a day or, or fucking five, six times a day, constantly nagging and crying and shit. I mean, but, but really, really, it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. I know it's not easy. But is it really that fucking hard? I mean, what do you do? You know, man, you fucking feed this kid, make him a fucking bottle, throw him a fucking cracker. He takes a fucking nap or two during the day. You got some kind of break in there, right? Lay on the couch, fucking watch your fucking bachelorette or some shit on your DVR or what? I mean, how bad is it? I don't know. I could think of other jobs that are tougher. My job is fucking tough. I'm not allowed to talk about my job, though, you know. I work for the government, you know. They let me do my podcast. All they ask is that I don't mention what I do. I don't mention who I work for. But there's other guys out there, I think, that have a pretty tough fucking job. A job that's tougher, I think, than being a a stay-at-home mom, you know. Anyways, you women out there that want to pump out your fucking chest, Queen Con and shit, or you fucking Queen Kongs out there, you know, you may want to think about it before you talk about doing everything yourself. You know, just fucking think about that. You know, it's like, I'm going to probably catch heat for this, but most women should fucking think before they speak, you know, because you sound pretty fucking stupid saying that, especially when most of you are for a fact full of shit. Because, you know, you, you do need us, you know, it's like, 
that Kenyu had, it wasn't conceived via immaculate conception. All right. There's no fucking divine insemination, whatever you want to fucking call it. So, you know, you need us, you know, you need us to fucking change your fucking light bulbs. You need us to fucking take out the damn trash. And another thing I hear a lot is, uh, it's so hard being a woman in America, underappreciated, undervalued. What's with these women that talk like they're fucking oppressed? Oppressed what, man? Oppressed what? You know, when I see somebody like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, or somebody like that, and you see the, the shit they do, the way they dress, the songs they fucking write, that's not a sign of fucking oppression. And I'm not shitting on women like that. I mean, you know, I think it's great that we live in a country where male or, or female can do whatever the fuck they want. You think it's hard here? You think it's hard in America to be a woman? You know what? Why don't you go to Afghanistan? I mean, you know, see how great they fucking treat the women there. Yeah. The majority of women are not even allowed to work. They can't vote. I just, I don't even think anybody's allowed to vote there anyways anymore. Being a woman in America is tough. Right. I don't know. I could think of other places where it's even tougher, where I think it's tougher. I mean, we live in a country, we live in a society where it's acceptable for women to do and say whatever the fuck they want and pretty much get away with it when you think about it. Like if I say something that might offend you, it's okay for me to get smacked across the face, isn't it? And, you know, according to society, um, it's greatly frowned upon for me to retaliate. You know, a woman can totally fucking belittle you, piss on you. A woman can shit on you. A woman can spit on you. <laughs> but, bro, if you fucking lift one finger, you know what I'm saying? You know, women walk through the country saying and doing whatever they say, knowing damn well that there's a 9 out of 10 possibility that there will be no repercussions for her actions. There will be no repercussions for the words that come out of her mouth. But it's hard being a woman in America. Anyways, let's not drag this shit out. Because people automatically are going to be like, Oh, Spiro hates women. You know, he's shitting. Oh, no, I'm just fucking pointing something out. You know, I'm just fucking speaking facts. Men get no fucking respect. No matter what we do. You know, so those of you who have a good guy at home. You know, think before you speak. Think before you fucking sound stupid, you know. Show your men a little more fucking appreciation, all right? Maybe fucking surprise him. You know, if he, if he works hard and he does everything you ask him, surprise him. Or do something nice for him, you know? Make a mistake. Hopefully, he's a fucking real man, you know, and he likes his fucking meat rare, nice and red. Or fucking, I don't know. Blow him, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Give him a fucking blowjob or something. Anyways, speaking about women, and here's something, you know, and if, if you want to talk about unfair treatment, now that I'm done talking shit about women, uh, I got to stick up for you now. MMA fans, I'm pretty sure, know about this. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov had a few interesting things to say about the ring card girls. Pretty much calling them the most useless things, the most useless beings. I don't know. I, I don't know the uh, exact quote. And, you know, 
understandably and rightfully so, a lot of people got offended, man. You know, um, a lot of women got offended. I mean, if I was a woman, I would get offended. I mean, me as a guy, I didn't get offended, but I kind of got pissed off about that, about his comments. I got annoyed. I don't know if what he said was what he meant. I don't know if in translation, maybe it came off the way it did. And I'm not trying to, you know, make excuses or apologize for this fucking guy. Because pretty much what was said was said. And, you know, maybe a word or two may have gotten lost or misunderstood in translation. But, I mean, you get the gist. I mean, you understand what he's trying to say. And what he's fucking saying is stupid. The ring card girls have been a tradition in boxing from way, way back. They do it in MMA, they do it in kickboxing, they do it in all these fucking fight sports and all these combat sports. Useless? I don't think so. Listen, man, I'm not one of these people that'll criticize and hate on a woman for using her her body or sex appeal to make money. I mean, you know, whether it's modeling, whether it's being a ring card girl, whatever, you know what? You fucking got it, flaunt it, use it, you know, shit. I mean, I'm pretty sure that if... The majority of the critics had it. They'd use it too. And even females have come out, you know, these ultra-feminists. And they've spoken out against the use of females, um, ring card girls. There was a female fighter once. She said she wanted to see ring card guys. Guys coming out there shirtless with fucking, you know, ring cards. Whatever the fuck. I'm not fucking against that. You want that? You can have it. Why deprive women of fucking eye candy, of male eye candy? I don't know. But here's the thing. The majority of people go into fights, boxing, MMA, whatever, is fucking men. How many groups of girls are like, hey, you want to go check out the fucking fights? There's a great fight in town. Gather the girls and let's go. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some women you know, like that, fight fans, that exist, but I guarantee you most of the women at these fights are there because they're on a date or they're accompanying their boyfriends, their fucking husbands. So when like 98, 99.9% of the crowd is male, you're going to have fucking ring card girls, right? Can you imagine at the next fucking UFC fight, you got a guy coming out there smiling fucking shirtless and shit. Everybody's going to be like, the fuck is this? What the fuck is going on here? Can you imagine the poor guy that has to come out there and walk around the ring or walk around the fucking cage holding up a card? Can you imagine the amount of beer that's going to be thrown at this guy? Trash. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, come on, people, man. There's just some things that, you know, don't take too much thought. They don't take too much analyzing. I mean, it's... Just leave it alone. Not everything is a crusade. But anyways, back to what Khabib said, right? I respect what he does in the cage, what he's done. The guy retired undefeated. But man, just shut the fuck up. He should just shut his fucking mouth. And see, this is why people scoff at religious people, at religions. And it's like anytime somebody tries to come off as morally superior and they use their faith. Because not all fucking Muslims sound like this fucking idiot nine times out of ten people that come off that way are covering something up but you know this is why so many people are like fuck you fuck muslims or fuck whatever the fuck because you got a a guy like this guy who has the beliefs he has 
he has the platform he has he's the one that we're gonna hear all this shit from everybody's gonna automatically assume oh well shit man that fucking religion man you know that's how it is huh no you know we can't have any of that whatever man i wouldn't pay any more attention to this guy i wouldn't give him a fucking platform to speak if he's gonna sound stupid like this khabib you know you retired go away we don't need to hear from you this is the way you're gonna sound man just stay up in the mountains in kazakhstan or dagestan whatever the fuck stand just you want to come back to the cage and fight awesome you're gonna fucking sit up high up on your mountain and fucking you know speak down to us mere mortals you want to come off as this morally superior being and fucking you know get the fuck out of here just shut the fuck up dude i don't give a fuck if you kick my ass and break my bones and rearrange my face you know i'm I, I mean, just shut the fuck up man fuck you i don't have any respect for people like that who think they're better than everybody and Try to tell everybody how to live their fucking lives and nah, fuck that shit. I'll tell you who I do have a lot of respect for and who I think a lot of people and, you know, this fucking country should respect more and that's fucking law enforcement. And yeah, you know, I get it. Cops are not that popular with a lot of the shit that happened last year and a lot of shit that's still happening. But there are still good cops out there who put their life on the line for us, you know, for me, for you, for your loved ones. And there's a story about a cop in Chicago. I got an article here. It's from the Washington Examiner. And it says, I'll be back soon. Officer shot multiple times, says he won't quit. Now, if somebody were to get fucking gunned down and, you know, shot. You know, somebody went through what this guy went through and they decided, you know what? I got shot however many times and uh, I survived. I think uh, the universe is telling me I need to go a different route, different way. You know, maybe start looking for a different job, but not this guy. You know, this is a guy that wants to be a cop, takes his job serious. He sets out to, you know, serve and protect with honor, with uh, integrity, with professionalism. You know, he wants to be there. He wants to assume these risks. You know, to protect and serve. It says here in this article, after being wounded in action, the 30-year-old officer radioed a message to her fellow officers on Saturday saying she tends to be back in action soon. Also, it was a female. It was a female. Oh, shit. I guess today is all about the women, you know, whether good or bad. But yeah, 30-year-old officer, female officer, all right says here she radioed a message to her fellow officers on saturday she said in that message i just want to say thank you to everybody that responded and i'll be back soon have a good night y'all be safe the unidentified officer who has been on the force for two years was reportedly responding to the scene of a shooting on friday evening when she saw an injured person in the middle of the road as she got out of her patrol car to render aid to the injured person she was struck multiple times in the legs with gunfire. Oh shit, this sounds like she was set up. Police Superintendent David Brown said another officer took her to the University of Chicago Medical Center to be treated for gunshot wounds, according to Brown. One of the things that she conveyed to me is that she didn't get an opportunity to apply a tourniquet to one of the wounded men out there, Brown explained. It's just, you know, extraordinary commitment, extraordinary police work. The city should be proud of its police officers. Let me tell you, man, if you decide 
to be a police officer in a city like fucking Chicago, man. My hat goes off to you, man, because everybody knows. Chicago's a fucking shit show. It's no disrespect to the citizens of Chicago, but at least the good citizens, the law-abiding citizens, you know. Sorry that, you know, you're fucking paying taxes and uh, I don't think you people are getting your fucking money's worth. The officer was the 12th Chicago police officer to be wounded by gunfire this year. It illustrates their extraordinary courage and dedication to serve the people of Chicago. Yes, it does. Two are in custody in relation to the Friday evening shooting, both with criminal records, police say. Yeah, no shit. You know, everybody wants to shit on cops. Everyone, you know, that shit's got to stop, man. But at the same time, you know, I think it's up to them out there to earn the public's trust. These PDs, man, the police departments, they got to do something, man. They got to do something. They got to do a better job of policing up their own, you know, weed out all of the bad apples. Because, you know what, even without them, man, the fucking job is tough. Being a police officer is a very tough job. It's it's a life and death job, man. It's, you know, a fucking gamble. You know, man, you leave the house that day, you don't know if you're coming back home. So, I think there's work that needs to be done. Not all police officers are fucking bad. I mean, you know, a lot of you who hate police officers, who do you call? Who do you call when you find your fucking car? broken into you fucking dial 911 and the police officer comes over right so come on now let's cut the bullshit you're listening to the rational rage podcast courtesy of z apollo photography for all your photography needs visit z book your shoot today i came across a fucking headline i was trying to google this story but the headline was something about uh a child identifies as a cat and refuses to speak English or refuses to speak human, whatever the fuck, in, in school, in class. Now, I can't find that fucking story right now. But um, while I was fucking Googling this shit, I came across this book. And this shit, it's like, this is a result of what you motherfuckers, you crazy motherfuckers out there have fucking started, what you have created. And this is a book that, it's on a site called forhighschoolcounselors.blogspot.com. So it says here, for high school counselors. make and, and the title of this book is Making a Safe Place for Students Who Identify as Furries, Therians, and Other Kins. What the fuck? Just what the fuck? Like, seriously, man, you know, and I've said before, and I still stand by it. I fully support anybody. You want to fucking identify as a chair? I don't give a fuck. You do you. But out here in a functioning society, it's best for you to leave this shit at home. You could do and be whatever the fuck you want at home with whoever you want. If there's other people... You know, you want to start a fucking club. You want to be a part of a club where you guys, you know, man, you pretend to be pigs and fucking roll around in feces. I don't give a fuck. Do you? You deserve to be happy. But in a functioning society, okay, in a fucking classroom filled with other students, whether it's kids, adults, whatever the fuck, shit like this, it disrupts the fucking class. Shit like this, you know, it's like the special attention that this fucking retarded ass kid needs because they won't identify as a cat or whatever the fuck 
takes away from the learning experience, distracts the other kids. What the fuck? What's being done about this shit? Probably nothing because the way things are these days, you just gotta take it. You just gotta fucking accept it. All I know is, in my day, if I refuse to speak normally like a normal human being because I identify it as a fucking ape or something, or I wanted to identify as a fucking piece of paper, whatever the fuck, dude, my teacher would fucking probably lose their shit, okay? I'd probably get smacked across the head by the teacher, then my father would probably smack me because I did something that caused somebody else to smack me across the fucking head. This is just fucking retarded. But the book is called Making a Safe Place for Students Who Identify as Furries, Therians, and Other Kins. What the fuck's a Therian? Let me look that shit up, man. What the fuck's a Therian? Jesus fucking Christ. According to Urban Dictionary, Therian. A Therian is someone who identifies as a non-human earthen animal, either spiritually or psychologically. Yeah, there's a psychological issue there for fucking sure. Therian is short for therianthropy or therianthrope. Theri, animal, anthro, man. Therians can have shifts, but not all do. All Therians understand that they cannot physically shift and are not physically an animal. They know they are physically human. So in other words, they're fucking with us, okay? They are fucking with us. I mean, you know, if that's the case, then all bets are off, man. You know, you you've, you got a kid in class that refuses to fucking cooperate and disrupts and distracts the other kids in class. You know what, motherfucker? You're fucking gone. If I was that kid's teacher, man, I would need to have a fucking bottle of Jack or something to fucking keep me from, from fucking choking this kid. But I'd probably smash the fucking bottle over this fucking kid's head. Seriously, man, you know? So it's like... They understand that they're not animals, but they want to fuck with us. People have to fucking, you know, teachers and counselors, whatever the fuck, apparently have to fucking take some training, sensitivity training or something, or because they have to fucking play along. They have to play along, you know, a fucking teenager refuses to fucking speak human. Teacher has no other choice but to fucking roll with it, you know, and play along. No. If you're a fucking teacher and you have a kid in your class and you're calling on that kid and this kid doesn't want to fucking cooperate with you and he's, I don't know, man, he's fucking barking or fucking whatever the fuck, yo, we need to put a stop to this shit, okay, man? We got to stop this shit, okay, because I get it, you know, all this shit started you got guys who wanted to identify as girls, girls who wanted to identify as guys. I get it because their sexuality and shit, their sexual orientation, they feel a certain way. I get it. That is the exception to the rule. But then, you know, this shit will open the fucking floodgates for all these motherfuckers now who want to identify as bats, who want to identify as fucking werewolves, whatever the fuck. And we can't have that shit. Okay, because this is the kind of shit that if we allow, and society is already fucking crumbling, man, but this is the kind of shit that if we continue to fucking allow this goddamn behavior, there isn't going to be a fucking society left, man.
okay? I mean, shit, man. This is the impending fall of humanity, dude, right here, you know? Then we're going to have no other choice but to act like fucking wolves and coyotes and fucking elks and fucking bunnies and shit because, you know, society's going to be done, destroyed, you know? And we're going to be like animals roaming around the fucking earth. Get the fuck out of here, man. This is fucking ridiculous. This shit's got to stop. Anyway, fuck this shit. What I have here in front of me, ladies and gentlemen, is a fucking, and I shit you not, is an honest to God because I'm reading it right here. It's a fucking safe space kit. Okay? They offer a safe space kit that has stickers and posters that can be displayed in your office for students. Since many, and in quotations it says, furries, therians, and other kins, the fuck, man, often identify as non-heterosexual, this may be a good way for them to know that you are open to seeing all students. Look, motherfucker, let's not fucking lump all these fucking animal fantasies with the fucking gays and all, no. See, man, this is a fucking problem that we have with a lot of social justice issues, is that... You'll have one group try to fucking lump their issues and piggyback them onto another issue. This is fucking crazy. The more I fucking read here, it says here, you got people that identify as dragons. Now, vampire culture, that shit's existed for years. That's nothing new, but dragons? What the fuck, man? Oh, shit, and... They got something called fur science. All right. You know what, man? I'm going to stop this right here because, yeah, man, I'm going to do a fucking deep dive into this shit. This shit right here is fucking insanity. There's a lot of information here. This is fucking insane. I can't believe that we're really entertaining these fucking people, man. I can't believe that we're really allowing these fucking kids to hijack our schools and these fucking people to hijack fucking society, the LGBTQ community. I'm surprised you're fucking allowing these assholes to piggyback their fucking crusade, their fucking cause on top of yours, man, you know, on your backs. I wouldn't fucking accept this shit, man, if I were you guys. You know, man, all the hard work, you know, the sacrifices made, everything you've been through to fucking get to where you're at today, you know, and you're going to let these fucking morons, these fucking clowns, who fucking identify as dragons and elves and fucking bunnies and whatever the fuck, you know, identify as fucking toilet seats and shit, whatever the fuck, you know, you're going to let them come and piggyback on your hard work. You fucking people put so much blood, sweat, and tears into getting your rights and getting whatever level of acceptance you guys have fucking gotten. You're going to let these fucking assholes come and ride your fucking coattails? Nah, fuck that shit, man. Let me tell you something. Somebody who identifies as a furry or whatever, they don't need your fucking sympathy. Okay? What they need is fucking help. Listen, man, whatever you want to do and be behind closed doors, do you. By all means, man, be happy. Live, you know, do do what you got to do to get off. Nah, man, don't fucking come and, you know, disrupt fucking society, disrupt the class, fucking disrupt whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? No, 
fuck that shit. Anyways, let's close this shit out with some boxing talk, man. Let's let's fucking come back to the real world. This past weekend was the big heavyweight title fight. Anthony Joshua was defending against Alexander Usyk. And um, I called it. I saw an upset. Not really an upset when you expect it to happen, but an upset in, in the public eyes. A lot of people don't know who Alexander is. He's a smaller guy. He is an older guy. He's a 36 years old with 19 fights. You know, I'm not sure if that's because he started late. You know, if he got a late start in the sport, if it's inactivity. But I've seen enough of him and I knew en enough of him to know that this guy could be a fucking problem for Joshua. And he was a fucking problem because at the end of the night, the scores were not even close and rightfully so. I've made these comments before. A lot of people thought I was crazy, but I said, yo, Anthony Joshua is overrated. Any top fucking opposition that he faces, he'll probably lose. And here's something about fucking Joshua, right? And I've said this before, when he had the fucking chance for the big money fights against Wilder, against Fury, he should have taken those fights. Should have taken those fights when they meant something. Because if you're going to lose, at least lose for double the money, triple the money. But he goes, he fights fucking Ruiz. Ruiz fucking starches him. Now, thankfully, he was able to come back and beat Ruiz in the rematch and reignite the interest, you know, for a fucking showdown with either Fury or Deontay Wilder. Wilder and Fury... You know, they'll fight whoever, they'll fight anybody. These guys are fighters, okay? They fought each other. They fought each other twice. Speaking of those guys, they're getting ready to fight October 9th. And I'm anticipating that fight. I can't wait. I'm a fan of both fighters. I think that the sport of boxing desperately needs a good American heavyweight and a good American heavyweight champion. Deontay Wilder, man. The same thing I said about Joshua, I said about him too. Deontay can punch like no other. Deontay will always have the puncher's chance. But he's going to come across a guy that's going to pick him apart and beat him. And, you know, Tyson Fury beat him. Tyson Fury knocked him out. But he, you know, he's not the only guy to fucking give him problems. In some of those fights, his punch was enough to save him. But it caught up to him, man, you know, so I'm hoping that Deontay Wilder made the proper adjustments, the proper preparations. I hope his conditioning is good. Don't come in there trying to be cute with fucking costumes and shit so that then you can make excuses, man, you know. Wilder sounds motivated. Wilder sounds like he wants to redeem himself. And I hope he does. I hope he does. And I like Tyson Fury. I really do. I just think these fighters need to stop playing games, man. Let's just all fight each other. Because Tyson Fury was supposed to fight Joshua, but then something happened there. I, I forgot. I forgot what the deal was, but according to some reports, Joshua already knew ahead of time that he would. Because Joshua and Fury, again, they were supposed to fight each other. Something happened that Fury supposedly, I think, caught the COVID or something. I don't know, man. And let me tell you something about that COVID, and we're going to talk about that in, in regards to, uh, to boxing, but I don't buy it. And I think it's becoming the fucking excuse these days for fighters. 
to back out of fights, to postpone fights. And it's a great excuse. I mean, yeah, you know, there ain't too many people that are going to need convincing if you tell them you fucking caught COVID, okay? But anyways, you know, the word was, even before the, you know, it was made clear that, that it was due to supposedly COVID, the reports claimed that Joshua already knew ahead of time that they weren't fighting. Because Tyson Fury would stand to make even more money in a rematch with fucking Deontay Wilder. And that's what boxing is these days, man. That's what boxing has been for a while, you know, man. It's uh, making the big money fights, whether the fight itself makes sense or not. But anyways, you know, Joshua was supposed to fight the winner of this fight. But he lost his fight. He lost convincingly. Nobody wants to see him fight right now. I'm sorry. Definitely not against Fury or fucking Wilder because he's going to be a heavy underdog, especially after that loss. Now we got Alexander now to include in the mix. What I would do is, if I was Joshua, I would demand the rematch, exercise my rematch clause because I don't see there not being a rematch clause. You know, prepare. Do what you got to do, man. Get the work done in the gym. Win your title back. And even if he won his title back, he to me, he would still be an underdog against either Joshua, I'm, I'm sorry, against Fury or Wilder. Because Fury's a better fucking boxer. And with Wilder, man, Joshua could fucking box and jab all fucking fight long. The minute Wilder lands something significant, it's fucking lights out. I mean, Wilder would fucking eat him up alive. He would probably storm. I mean, and listen, man, and that's dangerous. And that's dangerous. If that's the way you fight, that's dangerous because you're leaving yourself open to fucking counters. And Joshua may not crack as hard as fucking Wilder, but he's still a heavyweight who weighs over 200 pounds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to feel something. But if I had to bet money, I'd be betting it on Wilder. And Tyson Fury's a guy that can punch, that can knock you out, or can fucking box you 12 fucking rounds. So, again, you know, Joshua should have fought one of these guys when he first had the opportunity. Make that money. You know, you're going to lose. Lose for more money. But no, he wanted to lose against Ruiz. He wanted to lose against this guy. And this guy's good, man. You know, Alexander's good. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Ruiz. Ruiz is just so deceptive, man. You look at him, he's he's just so deceptive looking because you see his body type, man. This motherfucker, even when he loses weight, man, even when he's in shape, he looks just fucking weird, man. He doesn't even look human, dude. It's like he looks like a human, some kind of other species, like hybrid, his fucking body. And I hate to say it that way, man, but dude... The guy can fight. The guy has fucking hand speed. He can box. And his punch isn't bad, you know. But then again, these Hollywood, um, these fucking Hollywoods, these heavyweights, just about any heavyweight who's not Chris Bird could fucking hurt you, man, you know. And remember that guy? Remember Chris Bird? Probably the softest hitting heavyweight of all time. Feather fisted Chris. Anyways, man, you know, I'm curious to see what happens. I'm curious to see what Joshua does now, where he goes. I don't think he's done, but he's got work to do. Man, it's not just the physical. It's not just the fucking technique. It's not just the conditioning. The toughest job that he has is the psychological part. That's the toughest part. That's always the toughest part to overcome. Anyways, guys, um... 
I want to hear from you guys out there. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you think of the show. And be honest. Be brutally honest. And, um, you know, I also want to know, like, what topics you guys want me to talk about. Any questions, anything, send them in to rationalrage.mailbag at gmail.com. That email is rationalrage.mailbag at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of the Rational Rage Podcast, the realest, the rawest. Thank you for your support. Thank you for lending me your time. Thank you for lending me your ears. Stay alert, stay alive. Rational Rage is over and out.